The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Today, I want to share with you how to be more like a lotus flower. Let's be real, parenting and homeschooling can be challenging. They can challenge us to our core at times. But with mindfulness and inner work practices that can help us get quiet for just a moment here and there and tune into what's most important, we can accept our circumstances and release resistance and resentment. And that then allows us to be more present from one moment to the next. So today, my friend, I invite you to be like the lotus flower, untouched by the mud. This week, I've been chewing over how I can get so tense and worked up when situations don't go the way I think they should. I actually woke up the other morning thinking that I really wasn't a very good parent. Personally, parenting was so hard for me, especially in the early years. I was just so reactive. And then soon after this thought, I started feeling so incredibly guilty, just so bad about myself and thinking I should have done better. Mind you, I was reflecting on my life about 25 years ago. My kids are all grown now, but the feelings were still so strong. Now, these days, I'm able to let go of that roller coaster of reflection, self-criticism pretty quickly. That wasn't always the case, though. Sometimes I dwell in that muck of self-criticism for days on end. 
But I think that's what years of inner work can give us, the ability to move on, to not dwell or stay stuck for so long on just the messiness and yuckiness, the muck, because there's always beauty and goodness happening at the same time. We just often miss it when we're so consumed by fear or guilt. Just the other morning, as I was listening to a guided meditation, I heard this self-criticism state of mind referred to as secondary suffering. I'm talking about that tendency we we all have to engage in negative self-evaluation that results in feelings of worthlessness, failure, and guilt when expectations of yourself aren't met. The resistance and resentment we build up when plans don't go as expected or we fall short, that actually causes most of our personal pain, even more so than the original challenge. I find that fascinating. But the good news is, This is the part we have the most control over, our own thoughts and feelings and actions. When things have already gone off the rails and they're not working out so well, my well-being often suffers. Does that happen to you too? But with meditation and inner work, I'm able to be just a little softer, a bit more relaxed, and more at ease. How about you? How do you let go of and release the tension that you feel? How do you get past the self-criticism? How do you get unstuck? In the world we live in, it's difficult to not be affected by faults, disturbances, imperfections, and even world events. I love the analogy, though, of the lotus flower because the lotus flower is in the mud, but it's unaffected by the mud. The flower transcends the muck and finds a way to express itself in a truly beautiful manner. Life is messy, but we can rise above the mess. To take this analogy just a little further, let's consider the purpose and necessity of the mud. As the late spiritual leader and activist Tichnat Han said, no mud, no lotus. We actually need the mud. Yes, life is messy. The world is a messy place and we are only human. For some reason that we may never know or understand, we need to experience the muck and the mud and the mess. In fact, the only way that we can express ourselves beautifully and to grow is to be in the mud. So let's get comfortable with that mud. How do we do that? I think it's finding ways to be more flexible 
more connected, all while staying present in the moment. Because we each have a mission in this lifetime. And we're being called on for even higher levels of self-compassion and self-preservation each and every day. I want to share with you now three key activities that can help us to transform our beliefs about ourselves and our parenting and our homeschooling. These are ways to help us get more and more comfortable with the mud. The first one is self-compassion. We can find ways to accept ourselves and our circumstances, no matter what they are. Instead of putting ourselves last on the list, we can learn to take good care of ourselves. The second is self-talk. We can look below the surface to truly understand the soul message underneath our circumstances and our reactions so we can then guide our thoughts and self-talk to be more useful and encouraging. And the third is self-preservation. Learning to set and hold boundaries with love to create and hold emotional space for our family without losing ourselves and to ignite our intuition and stop doubting ourselves. These are the keys to self-preservation. There are so many ways to practice self-compassion, reassuring self-talk, and self-preservation. Everything from yoga and meditation to singing and quiet walks in the woods. Finding ways to feed your soul is essential to growing that self-compassion. One of my favorite tools is poetry because there's something about poetry that transports me just immediately into the world of feelings, to feel all the feelings without the intensity of being inside the feelings and trying to resist them. For me, inner work, mindfulness, growth mindset, whatever you want to call it, is vital to our own personal growth as parents and homeschoolers. It's the practice of getting quiet long enough to connect with our deepest, truest selves. I invite you to return to yourself again and again and again. We all want to let go of that secondary suffering and be like the lotus flower untouched by the mud. Inner work changed my parenting and my homeschooling journey for the better and for good. Once I started practicing some kind of inner work every day, I was able to be a little bit less reactive and more present in each moment. And then that grew over time. Inner work is a way to make space for yourself, to take care of yourself, to rediscover your inner spark. So you can show up as yourself and find joy and wonder in your homeschool life. That's why for the past three years, I've taken homeschooling parents on an inner work journey every year in the spring. 
to create a sanctuary for ourselves and practice going inward, exploring our inner landscapes. We gather online for three weeks to explore how we can create acceptance and possibility within ourselves. And we do this by focusing on self-compassion, self-talk, and self-preservation together in community. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out in March of 2022, and you'd like support and guidance along with other like-minded homeschooling parents, come join us for Inner Work Journey. We'll start on the spring equinox, March 20th, and you can find all the dates and details at artofhomeschooling.com slash innerworkjourney. I want you to remember this, my friend, we're all on a journey. And part of that journey is finding ways to bloom where we are planted, right where we're planted, rising above the muck. I'll end with a Buddhist proverb that goes like this. The lotus flower blooms most beautifully from the deepest and thickest mud. Instead of trying to get rid of the mud, let's find ways through inner work to get more comfortable living there. Thanks for listening in today. And you can find the show notes for this episode at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 73. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, Let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.